welcome to another edition of Digging Deeper with Brian Hale. Brought to you by Hale Multimedia, website and mobile app development for over 25 years. That's HaleMultimedia.com. Now listen in and join me online at DiggingDeeper.us. The ugly truth. The ugly truth of the Patriot Purge. And the Patriot Purge is really what we were talking about when we first started this. You go ahead and take the control there, Miss Andy. Okay. Um, when we first started this podcast in uh, September, now the first episode was in March of 2020 when we were in Colorado Springs. That was the first episode, the beginning of the end. Episode one, the beginning of the end. Really cool episode. Had no idea that then six months later we would be going into uh, full-time broadcasting and doing this every day and live every week. So in September of 2020 is when we picked it up. And we started this Facebook um, group to gather patriots together due to the Patriot Purge. You see, Facebook and YouTube and Google are busy censoring and purging, as you know, Mm -hmm. the patriots. Anything to do with conservative, Christian, patriot, you're purged, right? Right. So we started these groups, and no, we did not intend to stay on Facebook, and we are not on Facebook exclusively, as you know. We're not even on YouTube at all, really, except some old videos where we're careful what we say. (laughs) But otherwise, what we're talking about is several different other channels. We're on Telegram, Twitter, and other uh, Tumblr, uh, Medium, Reddit. We're on a lot of different places other than uh, good old Facebook and Google and YouTube. But in this purge of patriots, we were saying from the very beginning that this this is a deliberate purge. So that's why we started those groups, Yep, is to gather those names. So thank you to those listeners and digging deeper in our group. The reason we started this, guys, was for this very reason, was this purge of these patriots. And so now what we're going to do is read a couple of articles to you, and then we'll take a look at a video from somebody very familiar that I'm sure you'll recognize. So let's go ahead and get started on those articles, Miss Andy. Let's take a look at that. This first one is... U.S. Marshals hold surprise inspection of D.C. jails, find egregious conditions, and transfers inmates. Now, Mm -hmm. tell us what your first feeling was about this one, Miss Andy. When you first uh, came across this, you thought this was good news. Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, look, good news. They're finally transferring the inmates out of that horrible uh, Department of Corrections facility in D.C. Um, the same facility that they're holding the January 6th prisoners in. And um, one of the judges reported, you know, decided that they needed, um, that it was poor conditions. So let's so. start this segment now. What we're talking about is the ugly truth of January 6th. 
Yes. The ugly truth of January 6th, if many of you have not heard this, is that it was a complete and entire setup in which innocent patriots were savagely tracked down and jailed without cause and are still in these horrendous prison conditions in the city of D.C., whatever district, and it is absolutely unconstitutional, and they have been there since January 6, 2020. Yeah, well, not since, but they were arrested no, over right, that summer. Right, 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 since the summer. The summer after, Un, right. Just unreal what they've put these people through. So when we were looking at this headline, we were hoping when they said that there was a, an inspection of this jail, Yes, they need to inspect this to take a look at this and get these poor guys and gals out of these horrendous conditions. So what'd they do? So uh, the U.S. Marshals issued a statement on Tuesday saying that they um, had a surprise inspection to visit the D.C. jail to check on, check on the conditions. The buildings subject to inspection included two D.C. Department of Correction facilities. One the Central Treatment Facility, CTF, and the second Central Detention Facility, CDF. The USMS inspection was prompted by recent historical concerns raised regarding conditions at the DOC facilities, including those recently raised by various members of the judiciary. So there was a judge. Mm -hmm. Over 300 voluntary reviews with detainees were conducted. The marshals found that conditions at the CTF were sufficient. However, CDF was severely lacking. The U.S. Marshals inspection of CDF revealed that conditions there did not meet minimum standards of confinement as prescribed by the federal performance-based detention standards. This included mistreatment of prisoners and egregious conditions at the facility. All 400 people housed at CDF were removed under the marshal's authority from the facility and transferred to Lewisburg in Pennsylvania. The DC jail ordered marshals to leave the facilities during their multiple day inspection. <laughs> Acting U.S. Marshal Ruffin, Lamont Ruffin said, for the first time in history, they were ordered to leave the jail. It's beyond belief, some of the reports of the marshal there to the court. Hmm. Wow. According to a report by the Washington Post, in parts of the jail, water had been shut off for days as punishment, creating an overpowering stench from standing human sewage in the toilets of many cells, Ruffin wrote. Hot meals were served cold and congealed. Some inmates had observed injuries, and which no documentation was available, and evidence of drug use was pervasive including the widespread odor of marijuana. Mm. Staff members were observed antagonizing detainees, telling them not to cooperate with the inspection, Ruffin said, while jail supervisors appeared unaware uh, or uninterested in any of these issues. Red Voice Media reported last month that the rights of the January 6th arrestee were found to have been violated in the D.C. facility by District Judge Royce Lamberth for refusing to get the prisoner medical care. Quote, it is more than just inept and bureaucratic shuffling of papers, quote, the judge said at the time. He continued, I find that the civil rights of the defendant have been abridged. 
I don't know if this is because he is a January 6th defendant or not. So that was the first uh, first report I found. And I thought, oh, that sounds good. 400 people are being released, right? Well, I also found this report. Not one of them. Not one of them. Oh, let me flip oh, it over Oh, look here. at that. Not one of them were actually any of the January 6th detainees. Right. Let's show the people that article. Yeah. There you go. So, the D.C. jail transferred out 400 prisoners, but why not any of the January 6th ones? Well, this article says they were held in the C, the central T.C. TC. And now it was found adequate. Adequate, right. So... Um, DeGrave, Nathan DeGrave sent a letter. He was one of the January 6th prisoners. Right. He's still there. And uh, he sent a letter saying, alleging extreme medical neglect, mental and physical abuse, and unbelievable conditions, dirty water, starvation. His allegations resulted in a surprising inspection. And so there's his Twitter, his Twitter post right there. Yeah, he Harvey. said... Brad Geyer yeah, posted it for him. Yeah, Brad Geyer posted this for him. He said, Dear fellow Americans, I never thought I'd write a letter like this, but we're living in very different times. This is my cry for help. Mm. My, Nathan is, my name is Nathan DeGrave, and as a nonviolent participant at the January 6th rally, I've spent the last nine months detained. So according to the Washington Post, the unannounced inspection from October 18th to the 23rd began five days after a federal, five days. Just so five. after the federal judge found the jail warden, Wanda Patton, and DC Corrections Director Quincy Booth in contempt. So five days later, okay, wow. involving the mistreatment. Lamberth found that jail officials abused the civil rights of the defendant Christopher Worrell due to neglecting his wrist injury that required surgery. He then called for a full investigation. The surprise inspection by Ruffin, the acting marshal, has resulted in the transfer of 400 prisoners, but none of them will be J6 detainees. The inspection found evidence of systematic mistreatment of detainees, including unsanitary living, punitive denial of food and water. Not only that, but the officials found large amounts of human sewage we already read about. So why will the January 6th detainees, the ones who alerted the authorities about the terrible conditions, why won't they be moved? The quote... Um, from Ruffins, it says, the move will not involve about 120 federal detainees, including about 40 defendants who face federal charges on the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol, who are being held in the Corrections Department Correctional Treatment Facility, CTF, the Marshal Service said. That facility is located with the jail in southeast Washington. Ruffin, who ordered the inspection, said that the conditions at the CTF were observed to be largely appropriate and consistent with federal prisoner detention standards. And the problems were primarily in the main jail, the CDF. 
Well, this makes no sense because the judge found that the J6 detainee Worrell was abused by the jailers. Right. Not only that, but DeGrave's letter details exactly the conditions that were found. How can Ruffin claim the J6 prisoners are not being abused when none of them describe what Ruffin found? Almost exactly. And the other has been found in a court of law to have been severely wronged by the jail, which led to the inspection. This doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. That they are the ones who reported it. They found what they reported, and they said, oh, that wasn't here. It's completely political, folks. And the injustices toward the six J6 political prisoners, none of them have been charged with treason. Nope still continues. Most of them are in jail with on non-violent trespassing charges or disorderly conduct charges, which would normally be ticketable offense. Yep. No jail time. Um, and maybe even probation. But they're being treated like Guantanamo detainees yep. with no relief in sight. So that was my second one. So I dug a little deeper and I found a video. Ah, very good. A video. Yes. It's always good to be able to pull in an additional um, video for us to take a look at this from, from somebody else's take. And as we know, there's a fellow that you may recognize right there. So January 6th happens, you watch it on TV, and immediately they start telling you that it's something that it wasn't. They implied it was some kind of attack by Russian Spetsnaz forces, or was it insurrection? Well, on the tape, it was very clear that these were mostly middle-aged people with health problems, a ton of personal debt, who were upset about what they thought was an unfair election. In fact, that's really what it was. But within days, the Department of Justice launched the largest manhunt, they said, in its history. And very many hundreds of these people were swept up. The question is, whatever happened to them? That's one of the questions that we sought to answer in the third installment of our series, Patriot Purge, our documentary series on Fox Nation. It's available right now. We want to play you a chunk of our third piece on this. Here it is. The D.C. facility where January 6ers are being held is Guantanamo Bay for American citizens. They're being held under egregious conditions. Uh, I was incarcerated at first in a special unit, and the first thing I noticed about it was it was full of black mold. So, and even in the, in the drinking water that came out of your sink, you could see the black mold down there. And then you punished them by letting the guards physically assaulted. Brian Samsel, two guards snuck into his cell in the middle of the night, zip-tied his hands behind his back. They pulled him out of the cell, took him down to the end where the camera's showing. Uh, he followed instructions. They proceeded to beat the man to the point that he now has lost sight in one eye. I was physically abused. I've been slammed face first on the concrete. I'm not saying this for pity. I'm a strong man. Y'all didn't hurt me. Y'all did not hurt me. He did not hurt my spirit. I love my country. Pre-trial, absent any finding of fact, pre-trial, they're being held for hundreds of days in solitary confinement. They're being beaten. They're being starved. They're being denied medical care. They're being denied denied the right to worship. Torture. Joseph McBride, keep torture yelling torture. Okay. We'll stick Add with the, the facts. Thank you very much for joining it. us on New Day. The facts are torture. So Joseph McBride is the lawyer you just saw opposite that smirking buffoon from CNN who didn't want to hear the facts. But we do want to hear the facts. What are the facts of the people who were swept up in the manhunt after January 6th? Where are they now? How are they being treated? They're American citizens, after all. Joseph McBride, we are proud to say, joins us in the studio now. Mr. McBride, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Tucker. It's good to be here. Um, so we are interested in the details, whether you agree with the, you know, the 
individual cases, what the people did or what they didn't do. These were American citizens. Not one of them is accused of murder. How are they being treated? They're being treated horribly, forced to live in egregious and filthy conditions. For months, they've been beaten, they've been starved, they've been denied medical care. This is documented. Just recently, Judge Royce Lamberth of the D.C. Uh, District Court held the D.C. jail in contempt. And an investigation happened. In anticipation of the investigation, the D.C. jail sent janitors and maintenance men down to the Patriot Wing to purge it of its filth, to paint the walls, to scrub the rust, to get rid of the black mold in 24 hours, thwarting the investigation and allowing the investigation to look at one side of the jail while the other side of the jail was essentially swept clean. What happened? The other side of the jail got condemned. All of those people are being moved to Lewisburg in Pennsylvania because it was filthy. But because the Patriot Wing was actually purged of its filth, those men are still going to be kept there going forward. And now they're going to be alone. The question is, what is going to happen to them next? So, I, look, just to be clear, these are not people who tried to commandeer civilian airliners and fly them into the Pentagon. These are not people who were caught assembling suicide bombs. Of course not. Tell us some of the things these people are charged with. These people are, some of these people have been charged with terrorism. Right. Other people have been charged with crimes, including assaulting federal officers with, with deadly weapons, being in on Capitol grounds with deadly weapons, the combination of which could land some of these people in jail who have never been convicted of any crime before for 20 or 30 years. Deadly weapons. Now, my understanding is that there were no firearms found on any of the participants in this event. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So you had riots across the country in the preceding summer where people were running around firing weapons in the air, a dozen people were murdered. Um, are any of those activists being held in similar conditions in the D.C. jail? Of, no, of course not. Not only that, the vice pres president of the United States of America participated in a fund to help advertise to get them bailed out. It's a, a complete double standard. It is not equal treatment under the law. These are political persecutions, prosecutions. There's no doubt about it. So you make a really interesting point. Kamala Harris, or Kamala Harris, however she's pronouncing it at the moment, helped raise money for some of the Antifa terrorists who destroyed our cities. Has anybody raised money for these defendants? We have tried since Jump Street to raise money in a meaningful way. We were handicapped by GoFundMe. We were deplatformed by PayPal. You name it, most of the crowdsourcing uh, websites and organizations prevented us. There's a relationship, a love relationship between President Brandon and the big tech conglomerate that they worked to deplatform us, make sure we could not raise money for the defense. Thank God for organizations like Give Sam Go, where you can go to find the clients there and give to whoever you want to. But it's been it's been a terrible experience. So. I one thing that we, I mean, not to make a class issue out of this, but it's just very noticeable that a lot of the Antifa members are basically rich kids, like you can tell. Indeed. Right? They all had braces as kids, obviously. Uh, these, these defendants are all, you know, had a disproportionate amount of personal debt for, I mean, these were working class people. Yes. And some of them are stuck with public defenders in Washington, D.C., if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yes. And, and many, many of these public defenders do not like them. Many of these public defenders have told them, you should probably just take a plea. I voted for Biden. I've done this. I've done that. Look, I was a public defender for the first five years of my career, and I didn't like everything that my clients were accused of doing or very well might have been, but I never 
never once expressed anything like that to them because it is highly inappropriate in this set of circumstances. And yes, these are middle class people with a tremendous amount of debt who cannot afford meaningful defense, private defense, absent intervention, and they're being hamstrung by the government. Well, the whole point of a public defender is you defend someone who you might not necessarily agree with, but you're not allowed to, allow, your personal bigotries ought not to affect the legal representation. Sure. So, I mean, how about if a, you know, a public defender said to an African-American defendant, I'm just, I'm a racist, I'm sorry, just deal with it. That, I mean, that would not be a legitimate defense attorney, correct? You're exactly right, and that is exactly the case, except it's politics here. Now, I don't want to throw all of them under the bus. There are some very good ones out there, but there are some public defenders that are representing January 6th defenders right now who absolutely should not be doing it because they cannot get over their hatred of President Trump. They cannot get over their hatred of Christianity. They cannot get over their hatred of white men or anything that's traditional in America. They've expressed these views. It's objectionable. It should not be happening. It is happening now, and it's very wrong. It certainly is. All Americans have the constitutional right to be judged equally before the law, and that's not happening at all. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful you're there. Joseph McBride, thank you. Thank you, Tucker. Appreciate it. And that does it for another edition of Digging Deeper. Visit our website to catch this podcast and many others anytime. You can also watch our live TV network, browse our on-demand content, read our controversial articles, or sign up if you feel led to join the cause for defending our Constitution. It's all on diggingdeeper.us. We appreciate you listening, and remember, visit diggingdeeper.us to learn more about what we're doing to bring truth to light.